for the moment that you've all been waiting for. From just north of the border, he's the hombre with no nombre. Mi hermano from another mamo. He's the Muay Thai Tiger. El numero uno. That's right. You're listening to one of the three hogsmen. Dev's not here. Big Duke said he'll be here next time. Or tomorrow for his podcast. Or the next two days for his podcast. Or that. Or that. But uh, today, it's March 2nd. And uh, we're early birds today, Adam. The sun is out. The sun is out. I'm wide awake. You look wide awake right now. I am wide awake. I've only been up a couple hours, so I'm very wide awake. So it's nice to be doing this. And uh, you're listening to the Hogs and Podcast. And I'm El Numero Uno, Mike Camden. What's going on? We missed last week. We missed last week. I do not remember much of last week. I was very sick. I was kind of out of it. Didn't really feel motivated to do much. No COVID, though. No COVID. Tested twice, both negative both times. So You can still get sick in this world with something else. And now because the weather changed, my allergies are starting to kick my ass now. So it's a whole new slew of things I'm going to have to deal with this week. So you wouldn't got a you got you wouldn't got your test done last week. Yeah. Question. Uh what day did you go? Um I would think I went Tuesday. Monday or Tuesday. Oh, really? So was this one of the county county testings? No, it was just uh CVS. Oh, okay. So I had to get uh I was at championship wrestling from Hollywood this past weekend. So I had to uh, go get a, uh, a COVID test last week, right? Last week. And uh, on Monday I was like, okay, I'll go head down to USD. They have a County testing site right down there and I'll, uh, I'll do it, get it out of the way. And I drive up and the security guard, they, they, they do it inside of the parking lot at yeah. USD. And this, the parking lot's pretty empty. Like it looks like nobody's there. And uh, the security guard, I go, hi, what's going on? And are you guys closed today? And she goes, yeah, we're closed Sunday, Mondays. And I was like, oh, okay, that's where we're at. <laughs> you know, like in this whole COVID deal, because, you know, we're at the global pandemic. Yeah. And they're like, hey, we're taking Sunday, Mondays off. Yeah. Well, the thing you don't really, they don't really talk about right now is that uh, with the vaccines and whatnot, the numbers are going down. So well, you also, still shouldn't take days off for testing, but well, also that should be the more focus, right? Getting these vaccination exactly sites yeah. and all that up. So, uh, I drove. So the next day, Tuesday, I showed up same place and, uh, literally, you know, cause with the County, you have to go on some little website, take, you know, fill out a little questionnaire thing. And it takes maybe like, you know, two minutes and you're literally waiting to finish that up before you can, because there's no line yeah there's literally no line okay and i was like oh man because these are the these are the places that people had to wait in like two hours 45 minutes two hours and now there's no line and now there's no line and then so i had a little bit uh we're recording early today and uh i had a little bit of time before we came here and i was like you know what i'll go get another test because i got to go to uh i'm going to tahoe this weekend for uh my wife's birthday we're going to an airbnb and all this kind of stuff so I was like, I'll go, I'll go get another test just to, you know, be on the safe side. And uh, same shit. Nobody there. Literally walked right up to the front and had to, I had to tell them, hold on, I'm not done with the questionnaire yet. <laughs> so that's kind of where we're at right now. That's, that's I mean, that's good, especially for you that has to get tested so regularly oh, because so of wrestling. Nice. Like you don't have to wait. Whereas now where it used to be you probably waited for half an hour, 45 minutes just to get tested. Some shit like that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's it, I, I feel like this is it's a turning point. You see yeah. that kind of stuff and you're like, okay, cool. We're not out of it. 
No. We're not out of it. But uh, it, it's nice to see that, like, the light at the end of the tunnel is getting a little bit closer. I guess you can yeah. say that. I got that. my results back last week quicker oh. than I think I've ever gotten. Right I got away. them in, like, a day. Right You away. got them right away? Oh, I got them. Uh, I, did, I did it Tuesday at around 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, mm-hmm. 3 o'clock rock. And... Um, Wednesday morning, I woke up. My my test results uh, emailed great. to me. Especially yeah. right now with the, so like I said with wrestling, like you need those results kind of right away so you can. Yes, you do. Get your in ring work. Yes, you do. So, to everyone out there, go get yourself tested as soon as possible before your shows. But uh, yeah, so I was um, last weekend. I uh, had the house to myself. My wife was in Chicago. She went out there to go see see her family. She was out there just for the weekend. So I had the house to myself. I don't think I even did, didn't really do anything. Didn't, I, didn't, did, uh, I went and trained Saturday morning for a little bit. Light little workout doing Muay Thai. See, I'm a Muay Thai student. Muay Thai master. No, I'm a student. Uh, and then um, two, or, uh, Sunday, went up to championship wrestling from Hollywood. Made a, Actually, I guess it's not my return, right? Because Devin and I uh, were up there for that little battle royal yeah, you did thing. did that battle royal. But uh, went up there and did some matches. I'm not going to uh, tell you what happened. You'll have to tune in in a couple weeks and find out. But uh, it was cool, man. It was nice to be back up there in the wrestling scene. A little bit, you know, I think I've only wrestled that level up the past few months. Yeah. Right? I think that's about it. Oh, I mean, except for like that Battle Royale thing. But uh, it was nice to kind of just change up the scenery a little bit and and see a bunch of the guys uh man so aaron the guy formerly known as damian sandow from wwe he's like a agent producer up there what a great guy man what a great guy such a nice dude yeah you hear a lot of good things about him yeah and you know what from from the interactions i've had with him i'm right there with him man he, he great guy great guy uh very uh upbeat very supportive up there telling everybody like you know he, he just is you can tell he's one of the boys yeah but he's, he's office up there but he's one of the boys and uh he was cool man i, I got to t- chat with him for a little bit it's cool dude i was man i don't know what happened WWE dropped the ball on that hard that damian sandow character was and not just the, the damian sandow character him in general yeah incredible worker as far as he got over everything they asked. Hey, go be this character. He got it over. Go be the Mrs. Stunt Double. Yeah. He fucking got it over. Everything, man. Everything. I would say he probably suffered from uh, the too nice guy. Too nice of a guy thing. Where yeah. Sometimes those guys don't end up getting what they deserve. Yep. Like spot wise because they're just too nice and they don't politic. Yep. Not to say that every guy that gets an opportunity politics, but there's a certain aspect of wrestling where people who get politic kind of get further than ones who don't yeah and, and unfortunately I, I do have to tell the students every once in a while you know obviously you don't want to do it too early in your career but at some point you, you got to be selfish yeah at, it's at some points you do have to be selfish it sucks but you know it's in general it's, it's kind of every man for himself yeah you know loyalty is good is a good thing but loyalty can also screw you over and uh you know i don't know it's kind of it's it's a it's a it's a crazy road to uh to travel yeah uh did you talk to him at all about the return of nwa power 
No, no. Why was that? Oh, uh, no, they're just kidding. They announced today that they're coming back with a pay-per-view, I think, in a couple of weeks. And then they're going to start taping power episodes again oh, that's pretty cool. soon. So I feel like wrestling is slowly starting to get back into the rhythm of normalcy. Yeah. With that, I mean, obviously the crowd thing is going to be something that's going to probably stick around for a little bit, especially out here. I don't think there's going to be crowds at California wrestling shows for a while, other than yeah. like the level up shows. Very light crowds Very and light hopefully crowds. outdoors, if that. Yeah. Uh, did you see Texas? They they The governor's trying to lift the, the mask mandate. He did. He completely lifted well, yeah, the mask mandate. Well, yeah, he did because he's got the power to do it. Yeah. Um, Like we said, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And we're almost there. I'm not sure doing that is going to help out. No. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's kind of interesting, right? We're in Southern California. We're basically the armpit. Actually, not California in general is like the armpit for this COVID shit right now, right? Yep. And it's kind of weird because early in this COVID stuff, Florida was kind of the uh, the problem area, you, you, you know? Yeah. Uh, Arizona was a little bit of a problem area. They were kind of a little bit looser on the restrictions and all that kind of stuff. Whereas California, we got... You know, we got, we got, we locked, we get, we locked down, you know, we were pretty strict on all the, the mandates and all this kind of stuff. You haven't heard anything out of Florida or Arizona. No, it's like the badly. belief that the herd immunity thing is basically what happened in Florida is everybody got sick and then lesser and lesser people got sick. Like basically you hit the disease head on and then, you know, it's terrible because some bad st- people have died yeah but not but now it's like florida is not as bad like we have way more cases than florida and yet everyone trashes florida as being the one who was irresponsible during this whole thing yeah and yet here we are with all the big numbers but i mean we're a bigger state obviously too yeah we shut down for a long time a lot of people stayed inside for a while which probably weakened some people's immune system which made them more susceptible to getting sick yeah and there's just and there's a lot of things but i'm just i'll be so glad in a year when we don't have to talk about this anymore and we can just Go back to somewhat normalcy. Yeah, I hope that. But it's also interesting because you had the two states that went really hard in the paint, California and New York. And uh, now we have uh, Cuomo. He's like going to be under investigation because uh, he was hiding the death count, like the death toll or the numbers, Yeah, which is insane. And also he's got some other kind of allegations going on. And then you you got uh, Gavin Newsom. His, his ass ain't going to be governor for much longer. No. And uh, it's just kind of weird how like the role reversals, I guess you could say like early in the pandemic, everybody was like praising Cuomo, yeah. pra- praising like, you know, like Newsom and like all these people being like, hey, they're taking it seriously. The cats down, the, the, the governor down in Florida, they're like, yeah, this guy, this person sucks. And now like the revolt, it's reversed. Yeah. It's, re- it's, it's weird. Basically the way I look at it is like, if there's like a serial killer at your door and you close the door and you lock the door and then you're like, Oh, he's gone. Then you open it, but he's still there. So that's basically how I felt like they closed the door, locked everything down. We're good. And then they, let's start to slowly open back up. But even slowly opening back up means that there's going to be a good amount of people who are going to be susceptible to getting sick. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened. Yeah. So, but I'm going to Florida in April. So I'm looking forward to experiencing what a state that does not have any mandates yeah. is like yeah. right now. Yeah. Anyway, so we didn't have a show last week. Um, Adam wasn't feeling good. And he said, Hey, you know, what do you want to do? And I said, let's just take the week off. 
And uh, that's the first week I've taken off from doing a podcast, I think, in, a, in over a year. Yeah. And uh, I'm not going to lie to you, man. When you, when you texted me like, hey, I'm not feeling good. Like, what do you want to do? And I was like, let's just take the week off. It was kind of, I wasn't like in the mindset to do a podcast that, like last week. So it worked out pretty well. I get that. It's the burnout. You know what, man? I'm t- I'll tell you the truth. It, I've been kind of the past week, maybe all the way up to like this morning, I mean, kind of like a little down, you yeah. know, you start to look, you, you take a step back and you look at everything and you go, what the fuck am I doing? Right. Is all this worth it? Is the training worth it? Is the wrestling worth it? Is the podcast worth it? Cause this is a lot of time that we're investing in this stuff. Um, but then, you know, it's weird when I went up to championship, a few guys were talking to me and they're like, yeah, you know, talking about the, the podcast, this podcast, our podcast. And I was like, Oh fuck. People are actually listening. All right, cool. You know, like I see the numbers, you see the numbers, yeah. but you, 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 it, it's just numbers. You don't see faces. Yeah. Who's listening. So for, for fellow people in the business to be like, Oh yeah, I'm re- I, I listen to the, to the podcast. Um, that feels good. Absolutely. And you go, okay, cool. I'm not just, doing this you're not just talking to yourself basically exactly. which is what it feels like some weeks you're like i'm just talking to myself yeah yeah and then also you know when it comes to wrestling this is a hard this is hard business man there's a lot of competition you got to try and break out make a name for yourself all and, and, you know you find you find you, you try different ways and and see what happens and and maybe luck you yeah. know strikes and uh you know, I, I got a I got a message this morning from an uninspected person uh, saying they want to try and help me out uh, getting noticed. And I'm not going to say who this person is because I don't want to let's say nothing comes of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want yeah. them to feel bad. But uh, if you're listening um, and you know what today is and, and you message me, I, I appreciate that, man, because that like that helped me out. Like, OK, fuck that. You know, you do have people that believe in you. Yeah. That support you. And that's cool, man, because. This wrestling stuff, man, it hurts. And it's not just physically, it's mentally. A lot of people, I don't think they understand. I'm constantly thinking about wrestling. It's always in my head. It's always like movesets, matches, psychology, uh, character, gear, you know, like all this kind of stuff. It's constantly going through your fucking head. Yeah. There's not like, it's almost like it's very rare for it to not be in your head. And it's a weird, it's a drug. It's a drug, right? It turns into stuff where you're watching like a documentary on like something else. And you're thinking about wrestling while you're watching this documentary. Always jonesing, man. Always jonesing. Whenever you watch a movie, all you're thinking about is the storytelling in this movie and how they're doing it. So yeah, man, you're getting funks. And I think I kind of was in a, in a funk all last week, even through like the weekend, even all the way up to this morning. And, you know, when people try and reach out to you and, and you know, show support, like that's cool, man. Yeah, I really appreciate it. So thank you very much. Yeah, it's almost sometimes uh, people don't realize when they're helping you out. They're just they're just saying something nice to you, not realizing how much more it actually means because of how, how you're feeling at that moment in time. Yeah. Yeah, man. But anyways, uh, speaking of, uh, so we were just talking about controversies with uh, this COVID stuff, right? A hell of a controversy <laughs> came out today. Uh, this is this is crazy. 
Adam uh, reminded me of this. I, uh, I don't think we talked about it on air. No. I think Devin, Adam, and I were talking about it off air one day, and uh, and I, I, I made a statement. I said, uh, Joey Ryan will try and get back into wrestling. He will try and get... I didn't think it'd be this soon. No. But he'll try and get back to wrestling. Lo and behold, uh, somebody... Uh, actually, I, the first person I saw to put it out was, uh, or to call it out was um, Ethan HD. And I was like, what is Ethan talking about? And I looked and there is a wrestling show that is supposed to happen. <laughs> no, I don't know if it's going to happen anymore, but it was supposed to happen. Uh, was it was in March, March. I think so. Yeah. This month. Yeah. March 21st. I think I saw. And it's called wrestling for women's charity. And. Okay. Let's talk about this, Adam. On the, uh, there, there's a, there's a, uh, there's a promo or a, what is it called? A poster. There you go. A poster uh, with a lot of well-known wrestlers on it. Some AEW guys. Some AEW guys, some Southern California guys, some people that I consider to be friends with. Gangrel. Gangrel, my boy. And uh, this show, it was discovered, was being put on by Joey Ryan. Yep. And... How do you? Well, first of all, his face is hidden in the poster. Yeah, they put him next to Rhino as if you wouldn't see him. Yeah, he's 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 hidden in the poster. His his promo po- photo, and then somebody, of course, you know the internet never loses. It's it's got detectives all over that thing. Somebody found out that he was the one promoting it. Yeah, and it was bar wrestling or whatever. They found out it was the person who got the license for the show. Yeah. And it's just kind of very interesting that, I mean, I, I it's tough because, you know, especially when it's a wrestling women's charity show. Yeah. And then he's on it and booking it. It comes off as very, so callous in Read a way. Read the fucking room. Read the room. Read yeah. the fucking room. Uh, that, that's the first thing that I can probably think of. Like it's in bad taste. I saw a couple of wrestlers, uh, talking about it. Cause now they, they've announced that they're canceling the show. Um, some people were speculating that because he's in so many court situations right now that maybe he can now use this as, Oh, these, my the people that I'm, they're suing me, uh, cost me money by mm-hmm. running a show. So there's a couple people theorizing that this was never actually a show that was going to happen. It was just a long con of him going out of his way to book a show so that then he could say in court, well, look, they're now they're really costing me money. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. And you know what? It really puts a, cause a lot of these people that were pictured on the, on the poster, uh, it puts them in a really bad situation. Yeah. And, it's very possible. I've been hit up before by bookers being like, hey, you know, this is so-and-so. Uh, are you available to, you know, wrestle or, you know, ask for your rate or all that kind of stuff? And usually if I don't know who it is, I'll kind of locate. I'll see where the area yeah. is and go, okay, who do I know in that area? And I'll reach out to that person and say, hey, what do you know about this this yeah. promotion, this booker, this whoever, promoter, whatever. 
and at least try and get a little bit of a vibe. Yeah, what I would do when I would used to book shows, when I would email guys I'd never talked to, I would like reference guys I'd worked with that I knew that they knew. Mm-hmm. Like I'd say, hey, I've worked with this guy. You can ask him about me. Like he'll verify that I'm legit, yada, yeah. yada. Like you wish that more promoters would do that when they're hitting people up like, Hey, I've worked for this guy. If you don't, so you can know that they're legit. Yeah. You don't know you. Some guy just emails you from Kentucky. You're like, I don't know who this guy is. Yeah. I live in California. And, and I don't, it just sucks because these wrestlers, they might, I believe that they didn't know. Cause yeah. Can we, can we read that? Do you have it? That's already been deleted that, uh, I have the screenshot I sent you this morning. Yeah. Can you read that? Because this, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, what the the tweet itself? So the uh the cancellation of the show. Oh yeah, that's I I didn't have that tweet, but yeah, they said something to the effect of uh we got our we got ourselves over our heads. We sorry to get everybody riled up. Yeah, sorry to get riled up. We don't know what we're doing. Is another thing they said. I'm like, that's not really something you should be admitting. But I just looked and they deleted all their that. Oh, it's all gone now. It's all gone now. So just trying to pretend like none of it happened. <laughs> it never happened. So yeah, but it's the internet. Um, it definitely anyways, it said that everybody that was involved was fully aware. Oh, yeah. here we go. Okay, somebody, somebody uh, still has it up. We apologize for riling everyone up. It is clear that we are in over our heads. Okay, interesting. We'll say that everybody was booked fully aware of all the details, including through AEW's third-party booking system for talent. Rather than put talent in a tough situation, we've canceled the show. Interesting. So now, you know what the funny part about this is? If Joey would have not put his face on the poster. No, one would know. I'm, I'm guessing nobody would have figured it out unless somebody went really deep. But, you know, past the poster, you wouldn't even really. You'd be like, oh, charity. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, so this for this person to be like, whoever, whoever's writing this, I'm, I'm guessing it's, you know. Joey Ryan writing this to say that we and that everybody already knew. I don't know if that. Come on, everybody knows like that. Like, like there's so many people on this poster that I'm like, there's no way these guys would have worked this show if they knew he was on it. Exactly. Like I'm looking at like you got guys Sunny, like, you got Sunny Kiss on there. Sunny Kiss, like Brian Cage is on there. I I feel like Brian Cage knew like you wouldn't sign off on doing the show like uh gangrel i'm sure yeah wouldn't do the show if he knew joey was on it i know that uh eric rowan whatever his name is now is on this poster too like these guys are just way too professional to put themselves in these situations with that because they yeah. know that's just gonna get a bunch of heat for being on that show yeah and anybody who's been told like hey you know give you the heads up joey's on this show they they automatically you would know that be a, that's going to be a controversial yeah. topic show. I'm not I'm not going to join. I'm not going to put my name in that hat. That's too much. Come on, man. Come on. It's common sense. Got to be smart. But anyways, so that got exposed. And and this is the crazy thing is so there's one person on the show that people don't want to participate, right? Yeah. Joey. So if this was a legit promotion, they would just remove him. You would say, you know what? We're going to take that person off the card. Sorry. You know what? We're first timers here. We're kind of just, you know, dipping our toes in the pro wrestling world. He's no longer on the card. So we're going to still hold it. And everybody's still going to be. Instead, you're going to cancel the whole show because one person's on it. Yeah. Because the guy book, because the guy that's nobody wants is the one booking the show. Yeah. Yeah, man. 
crazy stuff, dude. It's a, I don't know. I don't know, man. Wrestling is a wild, wild place, dude. Yeah. Uh, uh, something just came across my Twitter. Apparently, uh, B-Boy will be at the GCW show in WrestleMania weekend. Yep. Saw that. So Good for him. Good for him, man. He's going out there. Uh, let's see. It's, he's going to be in the Acid Cup. Yep. He's going to be entrant, entrant number nine. B-Boy. Good luck out there, Benny. Have fun. Anyways, what else is going on, Adam? How you been? Been okay, you know. Uh, starting this upcoming week, I'm going to be doing uh, the Last Word with Big Duke podcast. That's it. Uh, starting this, debuting this Friday. So it's going to be Hogsman, Hogsman, Hogsman. Tuesday, or Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I keep messing up because the days I'm recording are Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. <laughs> but that's not the days the podcasts come out. But. So pay attention for that, uh, the last word with Big Duke. So it's so funny because he said he did like a little... Uh, uh, recording. Um, what was he gonna do? He uh, he said something about he was gonna do like a test run. A test run. There you yeah. go. And then later he tweeted out like, "Okay, this shit's harder than it seems." And that's he's one hundred percent correct, man. Especially like if I don't know how Duke's gonna do it. Is it gonna be like if if it's just you talking into like a microphone by yourself? One hundred percent. It's very difficult, but. I, I've always had somebody to communicate with. It's going to be me and him probably. Okay. Unless he has guests and then he'll just talk to them, obviously. But yeah, it's going to be me and him. I've always had Devin to talk to, yeah. you to talk to, or uh, uh, somebody I to join me to yeah. talk to. A podcast by yourself is impossible. Oh, it's tough. Impossible. Man. You have to be a special kind of person to do that. Bill Burr can do it. Yeah. Bill Burr is a special kind of person. But good luck. So... I thought that was funny that Dan did that. And I, I commented like, yep, Devin and I had no idea what we we're doing either when we first started doing this stuff. We still don't know what we're doing. Yeah. But, it, you know, it flows a little bit better than than I guess how it used to. I don't know. Yeah, It's funny. He messaged me and he was like, he started off by asking me like for like tips on things he can do. And it's like one of those conversations where you know where the conversation is going. You're like, I know you're going to ask for my help. So let's just get to that point. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, it's a pride thing. And I'm like, I get that. I, I get asking for help is hard. And it's like one of those things. But if it makes your life easier, then you might as well just ask for the help, especially yeah. when it comes to this stuff. Like you can just sit there and record by yourself for an hour or 40 minutes, whatever it's going to be. And then you're like, well, this sucks. Yeah. So you might as well have someone to bounce stuff off of. And oh, it makes it makes it so much easier. So much nicer. But anyways, Duke, good luck um, with the podcast. It will be on our platform, the Hogsman Pod. And yeah, man, we're taking over the podcast world. Yep. Basically. All three Hogsmen now have a podcast. <laughs> we all three have our very own podcast. And, and that uh, will probably be the deal for a while, at least. I don't really know if we're going to reunite Devin and Mike on a podcast anytime eh, yeah. soon. Devin will come down. It almost happened this weekend. Almost happened. So you almost had a reuniting of the Hogsmen. And we'll see what happens. But anyways, what else is going on in this wrestling world? Anything cool happening? Not really. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Shaq is wrestling tomorrow night on AEW. And there's like no build up to that really, right? Uh, there's been some build up, but it's like because uh, the, the All-Star game is this weekend, which I don't think anybody knew is actually going to happen. <laughs> so I think the plan was initially going to be for them because they have a pay-per-view this weekend. So I think Shaq was going to wrestle on the pay-per-view and then they're like, shit, now we got to reschedule it. And now it looks like uh, they might even change the match. Oh, to, really? uh They might, I think Cody's hurt. So they might take Cody out and put Big Show in the match. 
Oh, because oh, okay, that's a big. That's news. a big. That was that was big news. Yeah, that get released last week. Yeah, I think it came out Wednesday. It was the day of Dynamite. So, so Paul White, formerly known in the WWE as the Big Show, formerly known in the WCW as the Giant, is now a part of uh, all, uh AEW. Yeah, crazy man. I didn't see that coming. No, tell you the truth, I probably just like a lot of other people, kind of forgot about him. Yeah. Uh, out of sight, out of mind. When I first saw it, I thought it was one of those uh, memes some people post. Like every once in a while, too. you'll see like ice cold Steve Williams is all elite. Like, yeah. and you're like, okay, that's not real. But then it says the bit Paul White. And I'm like, his Bleacher Report. And I'm like, is this real? Yeah. As soon and, as I saw Tony Khan like tweeted it out, I was like, oh shit. Yeah, the real deal. It's the first, I think, example since AEW started where they kind of took a guy that I thought was going to be like a WWE lifer. Like, I never thought he was going to... I thought he was pretty much done wrestling. He was going to go into acting more, but... Hey, man. Money talks. Money talks. Money yeah. talks. I also thought it was kind of interesting that they just... Uh, they revealed it on Twitter, on social media. I mean, that's... You know, let's say... I, I don't know how, how close uh, in Florida they are to running shows with the crowd. Or I know they have, like, a few people there, like, at the... At the the newest tapings, right? Like yeah. The latest tapings. They've had a little bit of they've had, fans they've had, there. They've had some maybe 20% fans now for the last couple of months. But it's almost like a a kid with a new toy. Yeah. Like, Hey, you got to show it off. You got to show it off to people. And, uh, I mean, that would have been such a huge surprise with a crowd. Yeah. You know, like I was surprised when I saw it on, on Twitter, not like out loud. Holy shit. Yeah. But it was kind of a surprising thing. Now, could you imagine if they had the right scenario with fans in attendance, and then all of a sh- all of a sudden, here comes Paul White, Paul yeah. White, onto an AEW out of an AEW entrance entrance, um, that would have made huge waves. That'd be crazy. Yeah, I feel like it was kind of the reveal was kind of wasted a little bit on I, social media. I feel there's been so many of these like debuts and returns and whatnot that have just been so wasted on these no crowd shows. But it's like sometimes these guys can't just sit around forever, you know, like I don't, I think big show his legends contract had run out. So it was like, I guess I'm going now and I don't even know for certain if he's going to wrestle because they announced him as an announcer for their new Monday YouTube show. Yeah. So I'm, I'm assuming he's going to wrestle at some point, but I don't know if it's going to be like consistently. I always find that I find that kind of weird. Like the biggest man in the room is going to be on the con is going to be commentating. So weird. That's kind of interesting. But I get it. He's older. I mean, he's got to be pushing around what fifty. I think he's only like forty something. But he's oh, still. He, believe yeah. me, he's been wrestling for the what the past twenty yeah, years. He's been wrestling for a long time. And his body is a hundred years old. Um, this shit takes a toll on you. Being that big takes a toll on you. Oh yeah. Add it all up. You know, it's the stuff people don't think about. Like people don't think about like a guy that size trying to get on an airplane. Oh, like you see those airplane seats and sometimes they're tight for people who are skinny. You're like, Oh, this is tight. Imagine a guy who's 500 pounds, yep. seven feet tall, trying to just sit normally on an airplane. It's not just that it's especially the lifestyle of a wrestler, the yeah. traveling lifestyle. Okay. You need a, uh, well, I think he got to the point where he got like his own like tour bus, right? He probably, had I no think money. so. Yeah. So, he, okay. He probably took care of that. Prior to that, though, think about it. He probably had to, you know, rent cars just like everybody else. Normal size cars that I, he probably had to he probably had to uh, rent like bigger vehicles. Probably an SUV or something. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, 
Uh, I mean, just every everyday life, taking a shower, you know, in a hotel room. Not everything's built for. I mean, he's what? Almost, he's seven feet. He's over about seven, seven feet tall. Yeah, over seven feet and maybe. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, one of those things people don't think about that kind of stuff with guys that size. How much like just normal everyday things that we take for granted is so much harder. It's so much harder. You might walk into a hotel room and the ceiling might not be, the ceiling might be too low for you and maybe you're walking around like this, like maybe. But I thought it was interesting, like like that, uh, you know, that they they unveiled it on social media rather than have him come out at the right time. I would have been like, listen, if if I'm Tony Khan, I'd be like, listen, man. This is pretty big news. Yeah. Because everybody thought you were like loyal to the WWE. Like, you know, like that's that's that. So for you to come out on, onto our stage, that's going to make it's going to make huge waves. It's not right right now. Let's sit on it. I'll give you some money. I'll pay you. Yeah. I'll pay you just to chill. I'll keep you on retainer basically. Right. Yeah. Here's your deposit. And then as soon as we get like the right crowd, the right storytelling, you know, this will be like, you know, a few months away or whatever. We're gonna go, and we're gonna we're gonna like make some waves. Just please, we gotta keep this quiet. So yeah, and you would, you would think it, it would be possible to keep it quiet because only if Tony Khan and Paul White are the only guys that know, then it would be pretty easy to keep that quiet. Yeah, but so. yeah, I think they're just trying to create buzz on social media. Like that's basically what AEW has been trying Which, to do this whole time, just to make as much buzz as they possible. They did. They made a buzz. Yeah. Was it like a huge impactful buzz? Like I don't know about that. It was just kind of one of those things where it's like, oh. And they announced it on a week where they were airing their taped show. So yeah. like there was no chance of him appearing. Like I assume he'll appear tomorrow on their show or yeah, tomorrow on dynamite. So, but we'll see, we'll see yeah. what he does. I don't know. Interesting. interesting. Very interesting. Uh, we'll see what happens. And then there's, I don't even know if there's any like other big returns at this point that you, or debuts that I'd save for, like crowds come back. Like I always assume that like if CM Punk was ever going to come back to wrestle, it was going to be when there were full crowds again. That is, I feel like CM Punk is one of those names where if he said he's coming back, that's going to make a big deal. That's yeah. That's huge news. Same thing with like, I don't know, like if, if Cena yeah. jumps ship, that's huge news. Yeah. Who else do you think like in the wrestling business, if they were to show up in AEW, the rock, yeah, but I mean, you know, that's not going to happen. Yeah, he's having too good of a life right Austin now. Austin would never happen. Like, no. it, it, those are like the only guys at that level that I'd be really surprised. Like, Big Show surprised me, but like, I'm trying to think of like main event guys in WWE now. If they showed up, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I know that the Tony Khan had talked to Edge, and that would have surprised oh, really? me. Yeah, if Edge had shown up in AEW. Yeah, because I think he even said that he was considering it if WWE wasn't going to re- let him wrestle. Mm-hmm. I know Danielson would have gone to AEW if WWE wouldn't have cleared him because AEW would have cleared him. Like that yep. would have been a big deal to them to start. But yeah, I don't know if there's anybody else that's really like a big deal that would make that kind of an impact. Punk would be the only one. Yeah, I think so. I think so, man. Crazy stuff. We'll see how it goes. Let's uh we got a question, right? We do have a question. Yeah. Let's cool. check out this listener question. Uh, I and we appreciate you guys sending in these questions. It helps our lives a little bit because whenever I uh, draw a blank on what to talk about, I just go, Adam, we have a question. I actually have questions from last week, too, that we didn't get to use because we weren't. Let's do all here, of them. So we'll do all of them. Uh, so the first one, this was from last week. This is from SoCal Gabe. I guess this is going back to your offer to give dating advice. Okay. 
Uh, does anyone have any pickup lines they've been successful with and any that they've used that have gone over like a wet fart? Um, I have a good friend. His name's David. He's the master of pickup lines, but he knows he says it as a joke. Yeah. It's basically just to kind of start the conversation. Icebreakers. Icebreakers. How much does a polar bear weigh? How much? Enough to break the ice. Hi, my name's Mike. Are you from Tennessee? You're the only 10 I see. You're the only 10 I see. Actually, it was funny. He said that to a girl in Vegas. He walked up and he goes, hey, are you from Tennessee? And she goes, actually, I am. And he goes, oh, okay. All right. (laughs) Um, But tell you the truth, if you really want to make an impact on a girl, say something. I don't want to say this. Like it's like stooging out the boys. I don't want to do it. But uh, what are we talking about again? Pickup Pick lines? lines. Yeah. Yeah. Of course they work, man. It just depends on the girl. If if the girl's got a sense of humor, she'll she'll understand what it is. Did you use any pickup lines on your now wife? No. No. Well, because I worked with my wife for two years prior. Oh, okay. To, so it's a Jim and Pam situation from The Office. I don't watch the well. Okay. I, I mean, I've watched like a couple episodes from The Office, but I don't know too much about The Office. So does any. Romantic, any comedy show sitcom with a couple that is always around each other. Yeah. Friends, friends, and then turn into, here's my advice. Here's my advice. So when you, when you just meet somebody, right? Somebody brand new, like let's say you go out one night, you're hanging out with your friends and you, and you see somebody across the way. And by the, I'm, I'm, I'm not using pronouns right now. I'm saying like, you know, in general, right? Yeah. Uh, Guy goes out with his friends and meets a girl. Girl goes out with her friends and meets a guy. You don't know who the hell that person is. Okay. You're not meeting. Let's call the person Chris or Christine, right? You're not meeting that person. You're meeting their representative. And for the next few months, all you're doing is meeting that representative. Yeah. And then once you get more comfortable, usually take about like six months, then you'll start seeing the real person. Yeah. Okay. And then you still don't live with each other. So you still don't know that person a hundred percent. You know, what blows my mind when people get married that don't, that don't live with each other. Yeah. I've never, I've never gotten that. I'm like, shouldn't you know that you can deal with this person on a daily basis before you decide to marry them? You're going to buy a car without test running it. No, no, you're not. Exactly. So the thing is you got to give it a test run. Whenever you are in a, if you're in a relationship and you guys live, uh, you know, if you're just boy, girl, and you live in separate places, their place is their place. Your place is your place. And it's uh, it's almost like home, uh, home, home team advantage, right? Yeah. It's like wh- wherever you are, if, if you're at your house, you got the advantage. You got the upper hand. If you go to their house, they've got the upper hand, right? So uh, at a certain point, you're going to have to live together. Yeah. And your styles might clash. Uh, shout out to AJ Styles. And... Um, you got to figure that out, man. You got to figure it out before you, uh, before you you get married. It's, it's it blows my mind when I hear that people get ma- like married without without living each other. I think I think that has a lot to do with like why so many people just end up getting divorced so quickly. Like you Hell really yeah. have to know for certain that you want to marry that person. Like yeah, you might like their personality and you might like, but when you're married to someone for a long time, like none of that stuff matters at a certain point. Like you have to live together and not want to tear each other's heads off. Yeah. So you have to make sure that you can live together in harmony. You know, what's funny is, uh, so I drove home with, uh, Jordan Cruz and a referee named Andrew from championship. And on my way home, I get a text. Uh, it's a group to, it's a text to my wife and I, it's from my mom. 
And she writes, happy anniversary. <laughs> or uh, she goes, happy anniversary tomorrow. And I just look, I, you know, I'm, I'm driving. So I just took a quick glance at the text and I just saw it happy for my mom. Happy anniversary. And um, I, I start laughing because I forgot. I forgot it was my anniversary. Yesterday was my anniversary. And uh, I started laughing and Jordan's like, what's up? And I'm like, it's apparently my anniversary. And Jordan goes, I, I got forgotten. And Jordan goes, oh, damn, are you in trouble? I go, no. I guarantee my wife forgot too. We're not good at remembering our anniversary. Yeah. And uh, yeah, anyways. So and plus we have two weddings. We had two okay. weddings. We have the legal one, right? You go down to the courthouse. You just take care of it. Get all that shit taken care of. And then you have the one with all the friends. The reception, basically. Well, well, no. Then we had another ceremony down in Mexico. Okay. And that's with all the friends and all that kind of stuff. The first one is just to get the legal shit done. Yeah. Right. It, it's, it's just a contract you're signing. So which one do you count? That's the thing. My wife and I never really... Decided. Decided that my wife thinks she's so smart. So here's how it works. You got uh, Valentine's Day just just happened, right? Not too, what, a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Then we got married on March 1st. Then my wife's birthday is this week. That's why we're going to Tahoe next weekend. And then our Mexico wedding is what we call it, is on March. We did that March 12th, which I'm pissed off. I'm like, why didn't we do it on 311? Because 311 is one of my favorite bands of all time. and Because that would have been definitely your anniversary. And, and, well, she was, she was a huge 311 fan too. So I was like, why didn't we do that? But anyways, that's here near there. That's neither here nor there yeah. anymore. Um, but anyways, she thinks she's so smart. So she set up all these things to go back to back to back. Valentine's Day, anniversary, birthday, an- anniversary. I'm like, you think you're so, you think you're smart doing this, huh? You think you're smart doing this. And then she just forgets. And then she forgets. That's so. funny. Yeah, I had a friend. I have a friend who got married uh, right before he left for the uh, like military, and then they had like a reception after he got back, or the actual wedding when he got back. And I don't think they've ever really decided which is their real anniversary. Yeah, because it's like you officially got married this day, but you don't have any pictures from that day. You have pictures of you <laughs> coming out of a courthouse. Like, is that like? Are you gonna hang that on your wall we in actually, your house? We got married down at the courthouse, right down. Um, like harbor like yeah. Har- uh harbor island area. is that the from the is that the picture you posted the other yeah, yeah, yesterday yeah. that was from that day yeah and we got to do it outdoors and it was a beautiful day out and it's actually a really nice area if you're gonna do that you know courthouse stuff yeah. um you, you know if you're gonna do actually the the vows and all that kind of stuff that's that's like a, a great area to go because it's beautiful outside if you're gonna get married at a courthouse in any city in the world san diego is perfect yeah because there's always a beautiful area you can take pictures in front yep. of them. like this is our wedding day yep but anyway, so yeah, p- pickup lines, of course, they'll work uh, on every person. No, but here's the thing. If you're a dude and you go use a pickup line on a girl and and she, you know, sticks her nose up at you and thinks, you know, hey, man, she ain't got a sense of humor anyway. So you want to move on. Yeah. Move on, dude. You already got the uh, the red flag. Cool. Let's get it out there first. And I'm out now. The only reason you do a pickup line is to break the ice. And if you can make her laugh, then you're at least going to get a night of a conversation with her because yeah you can make a woman laugh. It's one of the hardest things to do sometimes. Yep. So, and then, um, and then, yeah, like, so actually I was just talking about this with, uh, with a, uh, a wrestler of the female, um, species. And, uh, I was on Sunday. I was talking about it with her. You, you find love when you're not looking for it. 
Exactly. Everybody out there that's constantly searching for it, you ain't going to find it. It's, it's just got to happen. It's just got to happen. Okay. That's what happened with my wife and I. It just happened. Um, and I knew my wife. I, I had worked with her for two years prior to uh, getting married to her. Uh, or to, I'm sorry, to, to dating her. Yeah. So I knew my wife. My wife knew me. We know way too much about each other. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> you know, we, we, we we observed we you know we saw that each other in like different kind of situations you know like you know it just but you know what everybody hey live your life yeah live your life what my my best friend who uses uh, those lame pickup lines he told me he goes I'd rather have a wife that has gotten everything out of her system she went and she had a, she had a great time yeah she lived when she was you know in her you know she had she went out there and experienced life. And then she's ready to she's ready to leave all that in the rearview mirror. Yeah, because the worst thing that can happen is you get married young, and you don't get to experience being young. You don't get to experience being eighteen years old, twenty one years old, and doing all that cool stuff. Uh, I've seen it. I've seen it a lot, man. Older women who got married too young, and now they're trying to relive that. No. They go through their wild period in their late thirties. Yeah. Basically. Or like forties. Or forties. Yeah, yeah. And it's like that's fine. Live your life. But I would rather get that stuff out of yeah. at the right time. You know, when I'm younger. Cause now I used to always be about going out, having fun, partying, getting drunk, all that kind of stuff. Now on a Friday or Saturday night, you find me on my couch. Yeah. And that's all I want to do. And dating gets harder as you get older anyway. Like, can you imagine if like right now you had to re-enter the dating pool, Ugh. how hard that would be? Like, No, thank you, yeah. man. Especially, I'm not even down with like, it's all online dating. Yeah. Like, so when I first started uh, dating Beth, I was, I was working in the nightclub and a few of my door guys were, this is when like the online dating had just kind of started. Yeah. Right. I remember hearing about plenty of fish and I'm like, what is plenty of fish? And my door guys being like, Man, you go, you hook up with chicks on on this thing, and I'm like, that's kind of weird. You're just gonna go hook up with like a random person that you met online, and then that kind of like, I, I'm sure it was under the guise of like a dating app, but really like that's what it sounded like. It yeah, was. there was the Craigslist Craigslist ones too, where it was always they would post about how they're looking for a relationship, but then they'd be really quick to want to hook up. Was it a hundred roses? I remember that. <laughs> I remember that's what people talk about. A hundred like the roses is like money. It's, it's yeah, you know, prostitution. But um, yeah, man, you, you, when you first start a relationship, just understand that you're only meeting the representative. Yeah. You're only, you're only seeing the good side, right? It's like an interview. It's yeah. like you're, it's like somebody who's interviewing for a job position. You're not going to show them the real you. You're just going to show them what you want to see, you know? And then, uh, and then you, you find out afterwards. And if you're not fully on board with the representative, then you probably need to get out of that before it's too late. Cause yep. when you meet the real person, it's not going to get better. It's probably yep. going to get worse. Yep. But anyways, yeah. Uh, yeah. The online dating stuff just kind of like, it, it just weirded me out, man. I don't know. I, I, so I, I would probably wouldn't be good at like this scene. It sucks right now too. Cause there's a lot of people that want to do the, uh, let's go on a mask date where what they the just, fuck is a mask you date? just go out and you're both wearing masks, but, and you oh. don't go near each other or they want to do like virtual dates. And I'm just like, that's strange. That's how are you ever going to get to know somebody via zoom? Like yeah. you're not like, you're not going to get to know anyone romantically by, walking six feet away from them masked up masked up like scared to, if you really want to date during this time period you have to 
come to the realization that you're going to have to date normally as best you can still like you can't go to a restaurant but beaches are open go for a walk on the beach together like yeah it's not gonna nothing's gonna bad's gonna happen at the beach like yeah that's yeah weird stuff man anyways next question uh to answer your question 100 pickup lines do work if they don't the person probably doesn't have a good sense of humor move on yeah uh so mixed mutt has this is question from last week he had one this week too but his first one is What's the worst gimmick you've seen at the major level and independent level? I mean, there's so many bad gimmicks. Yeah. In the in the in the in WWE or I'm sorry, WWF back in the day and, and WCW. I mean, uh Shockmaster was terrible. Yes. And it was uh it only but I mean it's hilarious. It's now it's like it's a, yeah, it's its own it, thing. It's funny. You know, people like Shockmaster because how it turned out. But you look at it and you go, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. What is what is a stormtrooper that's bedazzled have to do with fucking wrestling and being a Shockmaster? Uh, by the way, I'm, I'm totally down with Shockmaster. Um, I don't know, man. Help me out with this. What's a bad? Uh, there was the goon. There was the goon. There was the repo man. Duke the dumpster drossy. Yo, Duke. The dumpster, he had an an awesome finisher though. Yeah, was it the dumpster, uh, the dumpster something, something like that? I don't remember. But it was a, it was a power slam. Yeah, but it was out of like a uh, I don't know, like a satellite kind of setup. It was sick though, dude. It was smooth as hell. I just remember every like Saturday or Sunday morning, whenever whenever Superstars was on, and when you're a kid, you don't know what a jobber is. Yeah, so you're just watching these guys every week show up, and they just get their ass kicked, and you're like, but that guy's he's a trash guy so obviously he's not going to beat triple h or yeah the uh the gimmicks back in like what is it late 80s early 90s where everything was like a job you know you every every gimmick related around a job or a career path isaac yankum is pretty bad <laughs> dds yeah i yankum apparently is what i really liked he liked the i yankum i was like okay i mean there's a whole bunch like it's not hard to find bad like that's bad yeah uh, on the indies, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a gazillion of them. Yeah. Like bad gimmick wise. There's a couple of gimmicks right now and I don't want to call them out, but like there's a couple that are really, really popular that I just go, I don't see the appeal of this. I don't get this. I don't get why this is exciting to people, but they're over. So I guess it works. You know, what's weird is, is the Danhausen gimmick. I don't think it's bad. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. The guy knows his gimmick, he, his talk, his face paint and all that kind of stuff. I could see people probably like just maybe not who, who some people that aren't hardcore fans. Cause right. Indie, indie fans are like the hardcore fans. Yeah. Um, maybe looking at that and being like, what the hell is that? Yeah. And not giving it a chance, but um, it, 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 he's fucking hilarious on his promos. Um, so I, I think that, I think that's a good character, but maybe somebody outside might be like not understanding what that is. Especially when like uh, he's in like, I think he's in ring of honor now. And I'm sh- there's a lot of that fan base. I'm sure that still lives in the, the past of ring of honor, which was all wrestling, based like hardcore, and, serious wrestling. And yeah. now it's like, this guy's running around and it's like, all right. Yeah. A lot of a uh, clown gimmicks. Yes. I remember a, a friend of mine telling me he went to a tryout and he said there must've been like 50 clown gimmicks. <laughs> Um, trying to find that next doink. Yeah. So 
Yeah, that's about it. I mean, I don't, I don't know if there's any like particular person that I want to like that I can be like, oh, yeah, this is a I don't really. Hey, man, work your gimmick until you figure it out. You know, you, you, you tweak thing. You start off with something, a lump of clay, and you start figuring out from there, man. OK, this ain't working. This works. This ain't working. This works. And it takes time. And it's tough on the indies because if you have a shitty gimmick, you're probably not going to get on shows like. Like back in the day, like I thought the El Generico gimmick was so stupid, but he's such a good wrestler that he basically overcame the stupidity of Mm -hmm. he's obviously a ginger Canadian, but he's pretending he's a Mexican luchador. Yeah. Like it's so stupid, but it's, it was good and he was funny and he was good with it. And he lived that gimmick and he worked everyone. Like I tried to talk to him at a show one time and he completely just kayfabed me. Like he was talking like, Oh no English. And I'm like, okay. Like oh, I know it's a great idea. That's yeah. That's, that's the, I think that was why he did the gimmick because like you could hit him up privately for bookings, but it shows like he could just pretend like he didn't understand what you're saying. Yeah. And, and it could probably, you could probably just focus on selling shirts and not yeah. having to like, uh, like talk to people. And no, no one up until he got to WWE really knew what he looked like. So like he could walk around, even if he got to like, ring of honor as that gimmick like he could walk around normally and no one would know that that was him that's the greatest thing about what being a masked character is nobody nobody's gonna know nobody's gonna bother yeah. you oh here's an idea daft punk they just uh, uh, yeah. called it quits right yep you know what they look like nope there there it is right there and they're rich and they can go to the store and no one's gonna know who they are they so. i'm a, i'm a daft punk fan i was a big fan of them when, especially that album discovery um but think about it, like you, uh, they they could go outside. They they revolutionized that t- style of music, and you can point them out. Of, you can pick them out of out of a lineup. Yeah, pretty interesting, right? Fun story. Back in two thousand, two thousand one, maybe, I was on spring break down in San Felipe. You know what the 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 two songs, the most popular songs were, on that spring break down in San Felipe. What's that? Daft Punk. One more time. I can imagine. And Jay Z, Big Pimpin'. Yeah, those those sound like spring break songs to Big me. Big Pimpin'. Yep, we were down there in, in in San Felipe with a bunch of NorCal people partying. Fun trip, man. Awesome trip. Me and my my friend, my my good friends growing up. One of the best trips I've ever been on. So much fun. But anyways, uh, oh, so yeah, like mass characters, like yeah, you can get away. Like you with don't know what Pentagon so looks like. You don't know what Ray Phoenix looks like. Like they could just walk around. Normal. Well, I do know. I do know what Ray Phoenix. I mean, looks you like. know what they look like because you trained with them. Trained with them, but like, no one who's not trained with them, they don't know who Pentagon or Ray Phoenix. What they look like? Oh, they can just walk around without. Yeah, anybody yeah. knows them. Which I think is also funny that it's kind of strange that down in Mexico, so being a luchador is a big deal, right? And you always they always walk around with their masks on, basically. And because they're like, I don't want people to know who I am. So they always wear their mask. Yeah. But it's also kind of like, well, nobody's going to know who you are because they don't know what your face looks like. Yeah. <laughs> I bet it drives Ray Mysterio crazy that he had no mask for so long in WCW. Yeah. Because he probably could have still been able to just walk around San Diego and not be recognized. But now actually because- I, one of my good friends saw him like this is years and years and years ago. My one of my good friends saw him on the street or uh, at a gas station pumping gas they were both getting there getting gas and my friend saw him without you know and she was just you know out of mask obviously yeah and walked over and was like hey are you so-and-so because <laughs> he just like 
you know, raised a smaller guy. Yeah. Saw the tattoos and was like, hey, are you so-and-so? So he, you know, I'm sure Ray got that every once in a while. I wonder if Dom, I wonder like Dom, I'm going to ask this question, Dom growing up. Be like, dude, was your dad constantly hounded? I I assume after he took the mask off in WCW and everyone knew what he looked like, I'm sure it happened a lot more than probably before. I'm going to ask him that. Next time, next time we have him on, let's ask that question and just be like, hey, a lot of people approach your dad when he, when he's just walking around the street. Like, did they recognize him with his mask off? But I think even now, like, even if he had never taken his mask off, I feel like now that Dom is there, I feel like if anybody saw Dom walking around with a shorter guy that, you know, Ray's height, I think everyone would just assume, oh, that's Ray. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Anyways, what was it? What was the question for that again? It was just the worst gimmick you've seen on the independent level or major level. I mean, in major, there's so many terrible gimmicks that you can't even look at Nash. Nash had to be the, the Oz right yes um he had to do like a whole bunch of stupid characters before he found the one Vinny vegas kane had a bunch of stupid characters before he found the one fake diesel uh rock had a shitty character before he found the one all you know it's just everybody goes through it everybody fucking goes through it all right next question here we go uh this is from mix mutt and this is from this week uh is there anyone you think was way over and didn't deserve to be over a second part is say you got a contract for a major promotion tomorrow. Would you keep your current in-ring name or change it? If you changed it, what would you change it to? Okay. Anybody that's over that didn't deserve to be over. Yeah. So is there anyone who ever got over at any level that you were like, eh. I don't know. I don't know. This is tough questions. Cause it's basically asking you to bury someone. I mean a lot, like when the Miz first got in the WWE, a lot of people didn't like him. No. I think Vince noticed that they were like, listen, this guy, people hate this guy. Guess what? We're going to make a lot of money off of him. So as much as people want to say, Oh, we don't want to accept that person as, you know, a top person, a top wrestler or whatever, your hatred still puts money in their pockets. You know, I think a lot of that with, with Baron Corbin right now, I'm a fan. Why? Because he's my boy. And he came up and gave me advice in the back one day unsolicited you know he's yeah. nice as hell but a lot of people hate him just because they they don't think he's paid the dues they don't think he's got the look he embraces that though too and he knows that he knows that it bugs people so he will go out of his way to troll basically and i think that's great that's, yeah real heat real heat you yeah, know he's he's worked his ass off and he's so much better than people give him credit for. hell yeah and he's a you know like i said he's a nice he's a nice guy to me um, but I, I see that people like don't like him and it's because they just, for some reason, don't like him, but they don't realize like, Hey man, your dislike of that that's guy supposed to do is it, that that's what being a heel is. Yeah. That's what being a heel is. And he, he embraces it. Good for fucking him. Somebody smartened him up and he was like, hell yeah, I'm yeah. gonna run with this. And when it comes to the Miz, I remember a couple of years ago, everybody started liking the Miz all of a sudden. I was just like, well, what's different about him now than two years ago or three well, years ago like you guys are just being fickle at this it's point. just because he was a he was a he was a uh, a reality star yeah that that that's probably the the original problem is he was a reality tv guy and people pretended like he never trained when in reality yeah. he was at upw and training his ass off yep. and yep. he got signed quicker probably because he was on the real world and he had kind of a name yeah but of course he did that's vince how you get that's how you get in there like vince ain't stupid there's a guy that just got signed only because he kind of looks like Brock Lesnar. 
and he's jacked. Like, is that that Parker guy? Parker Bedrosian. Can I ask you a question? And actually, I want to go back to the Miz, but can yeah. we talk about this real yeah. fast? Who is? I'm not sure who this guy is. I think he's a football player. Okay, or something. So, so he has no wrestling background. He doesn't have any wrestling. He might okay. maybe amateur wrestling background, something like that. But it's not like a. Big, but I mean, like professional wrestling. No, no, no. Okay, like yeah, he's he literally got signed because Paul Heyman said he was like the next big thing kind of deal. Okay, so they signed him and now he's in developmental. Because I see the the Twitter world where he uh, he's like kind of t- like tweeting out. By the way. Let's let's also move on to the. God, there's a lot to talk about, but I don't know if I have time. You're playing time. I don't. I have to. I have a. I have a workout at three thirty. Oh, okay. Um, because I I see this Parker, uh, guy. He's like, I'm. He he thinks he's gonna change the WWE. Yeah. Right? Like that's what his his tweets are saying, and it's like, hey, dog. I respect the drive and the and the the energy going into this, but you're gonna realize this is harder than you think, man. Not everybody just everybody walks in thinking. They're going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. They're going to be The Rock. Then they, you get a microphone put in your hand. Yeah. And they go cut a promo and you just go, uh, uh, uh. And some of them don't know how hard the in-ring part of it is. There's yeah. been so many like ex-MMA fighters who just thought they were going to walk in and wrestle. And they took a couple of bumps and they were like, oh, never mind. Yeah. See you later. And then, uh, and now you have, uh, well, we had Bow Wow, what, yep. two weeks ago, saying that he was going to become a professional wrestler. And now you have, uh, I saw today, um, Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. Randy Orton Pella. are beefing on Twitter. And it's like, it's just so funny that like people react to this stuff. Where it's like, what did he say? Like, wrestling's fake? or He's like, like rap game faker than WWE. And, and it's then just that, kind of like, God. Guys, don't don't react to this. It's, it's, that's exactly, he, he's, he's trolling, man. He's trying yeah, to get He's looking attention. for the reaction. And uh, and just hey, whatever, it's okay. You go do your rap stuff, you know. Superman, remember that song he had? Yeah, Superman. That was the joke: is that he hasn't been relevant since two thousand seven. So, <laughs> but uh, it's it's tough, man. And and you know, rappers, uh, the Parker guy, they come in and they think it's easy. Time to time to yeah, time to promo it up. That's the hardest part, man. I'm telling you, promos are hard. Wrestling matches are hard. The moves, not hard. In between the moves, extremely hard. I'll put it that way. Yeah. So um, we'll see. He, but he's got a lot of pressure on his back now. Cause Hell yeah. They, they're calling him the next Brock Lesnar. I'm like, you got a lot to live up to now. Well, well he's also going on Twitter saying, I'm going to change the I'm going to change yeah. the wrestling world. And it's like, okay. All Good right. Luck. Good luck. Good luck, man. We'll see what happens. Yep. So you All said right. you want to go back to Miz? Oh, so uh, what, this is years ago. This is probably like 2002 before Miz was signed. He, uh, We were at a house show, maybe. My older brother, myself, and like a couple of my friends. And my brother, my older brother got banged up, like drunk as shit. And uh, he, who knows what happened to him, man. Like halfway through the show, he just was gone. Don't know what he was doing. And then uh, show's over and we're out in the... Uh, this is that sports arena? Yeah. We're out in the uh, hallways of the sports arena, and uh, UPW had a little booth set up, and the Miz was there because he trained from uh, he trained at yeah. UPW and all that kind of stuff. So he was out there uh, like helping to promote, and I walked up to him. I was like, "Hey, oh, hey, what's up, man? You know, saying hi and all that kind of stuff." And then out of like nowhere, my drunk ass brother 
comes like just shows up like the crowd parts, you know, like and my brother's drunk as shit. And he just goes, he sees me talking to the Miz and he just goes, the Miz and just walks up and like, like holds his arms open, like to give Miz a hug. And the Miz, he's cool. He's cool as shit. He starts laughing and he gives my brother a hug. And uh, we sat there and chatted with him for a little while. But he was nice as can be, man. He seems like he's a nice guy. Oh, yeah. He was he was hey, he was way cool, dude. And uh, man, I'll tell you the truth. He's, he's one of the best performers. You know, like he's the guy you send in when you have a celebrity that you got to get something out of. Yeah. You know, that's like Jericho's role that he had with the WWE after he left. They kind of put the Miz in that role. Yeah. Right. Like they they had a was it LeVar Ball. Mm-hmm. Put Miz out there. Of course, that went to shit. But you see that like he Miz always was working with the celebrities. Yeah. And he probably know? will at Mania again. Probably. Because he was the champion, but he lost it last night to Bobby Lashley. Oh, that's so. right. That's right. Have you ever, did you ever do anything with Bobby Lashley on any shows like met him at all? On, no. I know he toured the Indies and was. Nope. On some California shows. I didn't know if you'd been around. No, did not. Uh, did not respect the man though. Big man. Huge. And that, and that was, was that a two part? Was that it? Uh, the other one oh, was, the, uh, would you get a contract tomorrow? Would you keep your current and ring name or change it? And if you changed it, what would you change? I it don't even know. I mean, listen to my fucking ring name right now. It's the lamest thing ever. How'd you come up with Camden? I don't know. You I just, looked at the baby names on online. <laughs> you know what the funny story so out in north carolina for a wrestle um cade yeah. wrestle cade god this is like <laughs> uh i'm on the uh showcase of champions it's friday night show and i had to go to the bathroom like this is probably like maybe an hour before the show yeah it's like i gotta go to the bathroom man i go to the bathroom it's number two right i gotta go number two so went out to the hallway, went to the, you know, the public bathroom that's in the uh, convention hall there. And of course, what do you do when you're going number two nowadays? You ain't reading a newspaper. That's old school. What Texting. do you do? Text. You're reading your phone. Yeah, you're on your phone, right? So I'm doing the thing and I'm fi- I put my phone down for some reason on top of like, you know how like the, uh, the paper, the yeah. toilet paper dispenser. Um, I put it on top of that, right? Take care of my business. Wash my hands, leave. About 15 minutes goes by and I go, where's my phone at? Oh, fuck. When's the last time I had my phone? In the bathroom. In the bathroom. So I'm like, holy shit. So I run back to that same bathroom. I go into that stall. It's not there. I start hitting up uh, cleaning people, like uh, the employees for this convention hall. And I'm like, excuse me, has anybody turned in a phone, an iPhone? Because you got to remember, your phone is everything nowadays. My yeah. my my plane uh, or my airplane, uh, my airplane, itinerary, my itinerary information is all on there to get back home. You know, all this stuff. So I walk up to uh, the employees, the, the cleaning people like, hey, have you found anything? Has anybody turned in a phone? And they're kind of raiding around saying like, hey, has anybody turned in a phone? Of course, my heart's like fucking beating like crazy. Uh, it's a stressful situation. Yeah. And uh, finally, somebody like this is, you know, like they go, oh, yeah, somebody turned in a phone and I go, oh, my God, please be my phone. So uh, I walk up, the employee comes walking up. It's a black dude and uh, it's my phone. And I'm like, thank you so much, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate this so much. I really do. And I go, hey, man, what, what's your name, bro? And he goes, my name's Supreme. And I go, hey, thank you very much, Supreme. And I, I like I turn to like walk away and I go and in my head, I go. This guy's real fucking name is Supreme. <laughs> this guy's and I, I, I turn back real quick. And I go, hey man, your name's your your real name's Supreme, and he goes, yeah. 
I go, you understand your real name is cooler than my made up fake name? Because <laughs> I'm in my gear, right? I'm in my yeah. wrestling gear. And he just starts laughing. And I'm like, thank you so much, man. I'll leave now. But uh, obviously, I think uh, my name, my first name, I just wanted to keep it Mike. Yeah. That way, if uh, somebody, uh, somebody will never not call me by like, even like uh, a yeah a, a, a show in a show yeah. setting a segment setting they're never going to call me by the wrong name right because i've done that with it's, plenty of guys it's so awkward when you're like I around wrestlers it. you're like do i call you by the name i know you by or should i call you i'd rather just know their show name yeah because that way if we're in a on a show and we're promoing each other or whatever i can always just call you that name rather than me accidentally calling you your first your real name right yeah so uh Anyways, Camden, I, I looked at baby books and I just, that name popped out and I was like, Camden sounds kind of fun. And f- there you go. I thought you were just a big Hardy Boys fan and that's why you Camden, North Carolina. Oh, is that what it's from? Yeah. I also, that's when you, when you start talking about North Carolina, I was like, is this going to be like. Oh, no. I also like Camden Park also is kind of like, and other people think it's like something to do with that. Or Camden, New Jersey. It's supposed to be one of the most dangerous places at one point in time. So I don't know. I just did it. Yeah. And now I have it. And that's I, your name, yeah. Would I would I change? I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know. Like the whole stipulation with changing your name and all just that. Just call yourself Camden Parks. Camden Parks, maybe a badass name. That's actually not a bad name. No, it's not. You said that. And I was like, that's a good name. It's not bad at all. If you ever get I, signed, go by that name. Camden Camden Parks. <laughs> good idea. All right, man. Uh, we got to start wrapping this up mm-hmm. because uh, I gotta I gotta work out. All right, that's the last question. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I was gonna bring up the fact you're wrestling soon. Uh, you're wrestling uh, somebody we talked about recently on the podcast, Tito Escondido. Tito Escondido. Oh, b- bad dude, bad dude, bad dude Tito. Tito. Yeah, he used to be known as Tito Escondido. Uh, yes, I will be uh, on the Cana Pro Show on April third, I believe it is right now. Still a little times away, but go check it out, Cana at Cana Pro. Um, Tito and I have never gone, uh, never gone singles. I've I've interacted with him a little bit in the ring during a multi man match, and that's about it. But I'm excited. Tito's a good guy. He's a good wrestler. I'm looking to. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I only bring that up because I was going to talk to you about something, but we'll talk about it after we're done recording before I leave. Okay. So. And then, um, what else do we have going on? That's it. All right. Follow, uh, follow us, like, subscribe, leave a review. Leave a review. Go check out uh, our uh, social media, Hogsman at Hogsman Pod on both Twitter and. Uh, Instagram. Instagram. Go check out Big Duke's podcast this weekend. It'll be on YouTube. The last and word on the was feed. Big Duke. It'll be on our channel. Uh, is is Devin doing a show tomorrow? Uh, he is doing a show tomorrow. Uh, we still don't have our guest yet. Uh, it's some more dealing with nonsense, but hopefully we will get that figured out in All the right. next couple weeks. The Hogsman Red and Black show tomorrow. Yes. Or not tomorrow. Recording tomorrow, Thursday. but it'll drop Thursday. Thursday morning because I forgot. This is Yeah. All right. Anyways, guys, thank you very much. Appreciate it. If you want the tip, you got to take the whole hog. Adios.